At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Good Friday morning. Follow the money. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans for the next three hours. I, while well, Mitch and Paul continue their vacation. Happy Friday to you, sir. Football Friday. We have a lot to cover in the show today. NFL quarterbacks, NFL coach list. How about the USFL? I saw that they have a lot of the same names that they used to have. So for old people like right. me, very nostalgic. One of my favorite nicknames of all time in football, the Houston Gamblers. Gamblers are fantastic. Yeah. Jim Kelly. The old That's right. There. We got Jeff Davis going to join us uh, this hour. And then I can't wait to get Tim Doyle back in the program next hour. I'm sure he'll have a hammer that he'll bring out for us. And then uh, Steve Plaza, we're going to have him join us in the third hour. So we got you covered all morning long here on VEASAN. But you mentioned Football Friday, and let's get to some of the conversation uh, in the National Football League. And I guess we'll start today with an interesting query about Russell Wilson. Because I think a lot of people, I always do this for Russell because he's still a wolf pack initially. Before Wisconsin, I know all you Badgers claim him. He was well, NC State the first. Wisconsin fans like to claim him because he might have been the greatest quarterback in Wisconsin history, and he played there one year. One year. Yeah. That's it. Is he still a game changer is the question that we pose. And, and I, guess, I guess you can look at it a couple different ways. One, in the idea of, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, there's a few teams out there that would feel like if they really want to make a move, they could get him. Mm-hmm. But it's going to take some draft capital. And, I, again, I, I go back to covering Mike yeah. Shanahan when he traded three number ones for what turned into RG3, Robert Griffin III. Then right. he and I got into it a little bit because he said, no, it's two number ones. And, it, and like Coach and I were arguing over semantics. It was three number ones that they essentially give up. You right. have to think that you're going to give up three first-rounders if you want to get Russell Wilson. So to that degree, is he still a game-changer worthy of that kind of draft capital? That's a great question. I don't know if he's worth three first-round draft picks, but I think if the Seahawks do want to trade Russell Wilson, that's what they would get. Uh, because the market is uh, so scarce when it comes to quality quarterbacks who are game changers, difference makers, however you want to uh, term it. I think Russell Wilson is still at that level. How much longer is he going to be at that level? I'm not quite sure. You look at last season, the top six quarterbacks in the NFL in passer rating, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, number two, hmm. your guy Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, number four. KC8. Russell Wilson, five, Matthew Stafford, six. Now, Stafford did uh, tie for the league lead in interceptions with 17, but he had 41 TD passes. Russ had uh, 25 TDs, six interceptions. One thing about Russell Wilson, he doesn't turn the ball over. He can still make plays with his legs. I thought he was a little bit overweight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, he was banged up by injuries last season, and he wasn't as mobile. He wasn't quite the playmaker he was in the past. But he still is an elite Quarterback, no question. He's uh, If we rank the quarterbacks, we, we ranked our top ten coaches. If you rank the quarterbacks, you rank Russell Wilson in the top five? Probably. I think I'm still there with you. And to that degree, I always do the math. What, we got 32 teams in the NFL? Yes. It's like, you know, 52 cards, 50 states, 30, 32, 32. <laughs> David Carr uh, said this on NFL Total Access, of course, the former number one pick in the NFL draft. And he said this about Russell Wilson. Take a listen. 
Maybe he's not as dynamic as he was maybe five years ago. He's still in the top 10% of quarterbacks in this league. So for me, I think that, fine, you don't want me. I don't necessarily want to be here feeling like I'm undervalued, underappreciated. Go to Washington. I think that that would be a great move. I think that that would be you know, a guy that still has a ton of talent, ton of ability, packaged him with a great defense, some nice skill position guys. I think that, that would be fantastic to watch him go play for Washington and, and play excellent football with a team that appreciates his skill. Wow. The last part, I like David Carr a lot. I got to work with him back in the day. With a team that appreciates his skill? That's the part that really stands out to me. So you're telling me that Pete Carroll and Schneider and the front office and Seattle, that they don't value Russell Wilson's skill? Like, I didn't know that. Now, I think last year, before this year, where he got hurt with a finger and it was nasty and all that, I think there was some underlying issues there that maybe we couldn't really figure out. I feel like that's past and that – if you didn't appreciate him, you certainly did when you watched Geno Smith play for a long time last year. And hey, I think Pete Carroll <clears throat> Geno Smith him. was a cover machine. He was. The Seahawks covered three games when he started, I believe, right? They, they did. They were good. I remember the, the Pittsburgh game. Remember that game on a Sunday night? But I, it would seem interesting to me, and again, we got into it a little bit yesterday on this. It almost feels like if you want Pete Carroll to be there long term, that Pete is going to say, Russ is my guy. Don't trade him, front office. But if you go, well, Pete's not my guy. That's the bigger issue. If Pete's not your guy for the next two, three years, you go, hey, uh, Pete, we're going we're gonna to make this move. You're going to get stuck with a rookie that you might not like because guess what? You're not going to be here in two years. So we're going to do what's best for the organization, and that might be getting three draft picks from Washington and moving Russell Wilson there. I don't know what the likelihood is because that feels like a power struggle up high in order to figure out if the quarterback stays. But Russell Wilson, I mean, he could really force his way out if he absolutely wanted to. I don't think he'd do that. It just feels like, to me, the questions come from up top, not whether or not Russ wants to be there. I don't think Russ, Russell Wilson wants to be in Seattle anymore. He, he wants to change the scenery. And as far as Pete Carroll goes, he get, recently got a, a contract extension. That doesn't mean a whole lot. No. You, you could still fire him next year and move on. It's, it, it, it's kind of felt like for a while that Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson are like a team. And if the Seahawks are going to change directions, they're going to part with both guys. They're going to get rid of Carroll, or he's not going to want to be part of the rebuild. And uh, they're going to trade Russell Wilson for multiple first-round draft picks. So I think the question here as far as from a betting perspective is, when you look at the Super Bowl futures odds, mm-hmm. Where could Russell Wilson possibly go, and how much of a difference would that make if he does go to the Washington Commanders? And I hate that nickname. I gotta get used some of to these it. new nicknames in sports. I don't even think I can bring myself to talk about them, like the Cleveland Guardians and the Washington Commanders. They sound like minor league teams. Actually, some minor league, a lot of minor league teams have better nicknames. But uh, I, I would, I would think he makes Russell Wilson does make a big difference for a team like Washington. He, he can make a big difference for a team like the Denver Broncos. So yeah. When we're talking about Super Bowl futures odds and looking at the possible quarterback movement in the offseason, Aaron Rodgers is uh, domino number one, but Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson are going to be pretty dominant or uh, pretty significant in, uh, in their possible moves too. And who, who the hell knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I guess he had his eyes on the Vikings, and now that the, the new coach of the Minnesota Vikings, offensive coordinator from the Rams, comes over and he says, Kirk Cousins is my guy. ACA, baby. Yeah. Well, right now the Vikings are thirty-three to one. The Commanders, 50, <laughs> 50 to one. So, if you think Russell Wilson's going to the Commanders, do you grab the fifty to one now? Because I, if if they pick up Russ, well, what's that drop to thirty to one? Yeah. Now, here's the interesting thing about the NFC East: they have not had a repeat winner in this division since two thousand and three. I want to say. 2004. Uh, the Commanders have never won this division either. Uh, winless in their history. Right. It's amazing to think about. So that's why we throw these things out there. I do look at it and I go, okay, Seattle right now is 33 to 1. They're, look, I'm telling you, and I, I, I cashed in late with them when Russ did come mm-hmm. back. And I know they had the one clunker against uh, Chicago at home in the snow yeah. game. But uh, if you remember the last week of the season, they just, they're mauling people. Arizona, like, to me, it was a statement by Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll to say, if you put us back together one more time. And, oh, by the way, they started running the football really well with Penny at the end of the year. The bust from a couple years ago. Well, that's what ago. Pete Carroll wants to do, too. He that's wants exactly to force right. the running game, and Russell Wilson wants to cook. They won their last two 
and they put a 50 against the biting kneecaps there and mm-hmm. Dan Campbell, and they worked Arizona on the road. I, I look at that team and go, okay, seven wins last year. How many did you, did you not have number three? So they're an intriguing to me, team to me out west. I'm not in on Arizona. I'm going to fade the Rams mm-hmm. a lot. If they bring the, the, the band back together, and if I'm Pete Carroll, I'm in Schneider's office on the stump saying, don't do this. Don't blow it up for three number ones. <laughs> We're not that far away. Trust me. One more time, we can do it again. I think there's some value there in Seattle, at least when you get the odds to, to win the West, which we don't have yet. But we'll, we'll see what they do draft-wise if they do stay the course with Russell Wilson. But to me right now, before I hopped on the Commanders at 50-1 to one, <laughs> or hopped on the Vikes at 33-1, to one, I would think about Seattle as a long-term viable play if, again, they keep Russell on the roster. And that's part of the handicapping of these future plays is what do you think they're going to do? I think they're going to keep Russell Wilson. And you also have to consider the long-term future of the franchise. He's got more trade value now that he's going to have uh, later. So do you trade him now for the three first-round draft picks? Let's take a quick look at our top 10 NFL head coach power rankings list because where did you put Pete Carroll? He's in my top 10. And, again, I, I do value winning, okay? So I had Pete, where did I have him? Right around nine, I think it was. Yeah, nine in the top 10 currently. Uh, and, again, back-to-back Super Bowls, he should have won two in a row if they just hand the ball out to Marshawn Lynch. But still, to me, Pete is a culture guy. And if you notice a lot of those guys on my list, <laughs> culture guys, mm-hmm. right? They built something. McDermott's building it, uh, certainly in Buffalo. Harbaugh has built it. Tomlin certainly has. Belichick, we don't even need, need to go there. Carroll's done that to a degree in, in Seattle. He's done it with turnover. Legion of Boom, those days are long over. Uh, I felt like there was a slight divide back in the day with their offense and defense. I think that stuff has passed. I think when you play for Pete, you play with energy. He's in my top ten. He's in yours? You've got him at number nine. You've got Belichick, Tomlin at the top. I've got number one, Belichick. I think that's an obvious starting point still. Uh, still the number one head coach in the NFL. Number two, John Harbaugh of the Ravens. You're talking about a culture guy. I think uh, yes. he's right up there in that class. Mike Tomlin, same deal. Number three, Andy Reid, four. Mike Vrabel, five. Kyle Shanahan, six. Pete Carroll, seven. So we got him in about the same neighborhood. We're talking about keep Pete Carroll in the bottom five, but still in the top ten of NFL head coaches. I've, I've got Frank Reich, number eight, and I think a lot of people disagree with the coach being that high. But Sean McDermott, number nine. Sean McVay, number 10. The only difference you had, you had uh, Reich and I had Arians. It's the only difference in our list. The first hour of Father Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Come on back, talk about the new coaches in the NFL. It is Father Money on Visa in the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Sports Betting Network. No more football, no problem. Bet River Sportsbook serves up tennis, soccer, hockey, college, and pro basketball, and much, much more. Don't miss out on Bet River's many daily specials. Or try your hand at live player props or same game parlays. No matter what you bet on, you can count on your withdrawal approval happening very fast. With over 80% of withdrawals approved instantly at Bet Rivers. Get started with life after football with the Bet 
Rivers app. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans. It is Follow the Money right here on Visa. We gave you our top 10 head coaching list in our top 10. The only difference was you had Frank Reich of Indianapolis. I had Bruce Arians of Tampa Bay. They're all trying to get into the top 10, I would say, the new coaches are, of the 10 that we already have. So we have big turnover each and every year in the National Football League. I don't think that's a big surprise. You look at some of the names that have come in this year, and I wonder who you're more or less optimistic about, Matt, uh, in this 2022 season. So let's start off with one guy that went from Buffalo and really gets a lot of credit with the development of one Josh Allen, and that would be Brian Dable. And he is now with the New York Giants. You see Iberfus, you see Hackett going to Denver, Mike McDaniels going to Miami, Josh McDaniels out here to the Vegas desert. Kevin O'Connell is in Minnesota, and Doug Peterson back in the ranks in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Let's start off with Dable. Are you more or less optimistic about the Giants because of their head coaching hire? Okay, if this is a game show, more or less, I'm going to go more. Uh, more. More optimistic about the Giants. In fact, I think the Giants have had some really poor coaching hires in recent years. This is the best one, I think, in recent memory uh, with the Giants. And not only what he's done with uh, Josh Allen, developing him, uh, but I just, uh, from what I read about Brian Dable, he's going to be a strong leader. He's not going to be a clown like Joe Judge was who thought uh, he had all the answers and had none of the answers. Mm. Uh, I think Dable's going to get that offense in shape. Hey, if you look at Daniel Jones, it's kind of like now or never. And if uh, there's a coach who could probably get him turned in the right direction, I think it's Brian Dable. And also, <clears throat> that offense has got some... That offense has got some playmakers. I don't think the Giants are that far away offensively from being being pretty good. The problem is the quarterback has been too turnover prone and uh, has a long way to go. Now, Dable might be the answer. I just know this. He's an upgrade from what the Giants have had the past five, six, seven years. Uh, so I'm going to go more optimistic. Do we have game show type music like dun, dun, like Jeopardy stuff? Or is that like infringement will get sued if we play like, you know, for more or less? No, I think we'll just call that our own game show music, and uh, we're not going to get sued by anybody. You know, Dable's got experience on Bill Belichick's staff in New England, too, which I think is something. Yeah, it didn't really work for Joe Judge, but that's something I think that's going to be valuable for Dable. You know, we had Mike North on uh, yesterday, Chicago personality. Great always catching up with Mike. He is not more or less, I'd say, less enthused about Matt Eberflus in (laughs) Chicago. What about you, sir? Would you be more or less enthused about the Bears' prognosis in 2022 with the Eber coming over from Indy? I'm actually going to go more, but only slightly more. With Brian Dayball, I'm a lot more optimistic. This is just a slightly more. I'm slightly more optimistic. And the reason is who he replaces, and that's Matt Nagy. And uh, the Bears, for me, pretty much every year, Matt Nagy had one good year. After that, I thought it was the luck factor was off the charts for the Bears that year. Uh, when the Bears went 12-4 and four. after that. I bet the Bears win total under every uh, recent season. And that's why I did not believe in uh, the Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy uh, pecking order there at the top of the Bears organization. I thought Pace is probably the worst GM in the league or close to it, and Matt Nagy had none of the answers as a head coach, and that was uh, fairly obvious. And those guys traded up to number two to draft Mitchell Trubisky, who I – I think could be a decent quarterback in the NFL, but you don't trade up to number two to draft Mitch Trubisky. No. And uh, I, that's why I'll, I'll go slightly more optimistic just because I, of the disrespect I had for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, who, who ran the Bears into the ground before him. I was in Chicago for all of that tenure of both uh, Pace and Nagy. And uh, like we have a director here, Visa and Jeremy Wingle. He and I used to work together back in Chicago. I was the bad guy. Because I kept pointing out to everybody in Chicago that this isn't working. <laughs> but I, it was my fault. It was my fault for pointing it out that Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. Are you supposed to be a cheerleader? That's what I was, I guess. Okay. So I was the bad guy. Let's see if uh, Eva Foose is the good guy. Nathaniel Hackett goes to Denver. Ooh. I know they didn't like the old guy there. Let's get him out of there running the defense. Now let's get in the new Second time around, let's see if Hackett's better. You more or less optimistic now. Again, this is going to be slightly more optimistic, and that it could become a lot more optimistic if Aaron Rodgers is Broncos quarterback, and I think that's a big part of this. When you hire Hackett, uh, you bring him over, and you think uh, we're going to lay the groundwork here to bring Aaron Rodgers to Denver, and that's the 
the obvious direction the, the Broncos hope they're headed. Even without Rodgers, I think you have to be slightly more optimistic uh, because Vic Fangio was such a game management train wreck as a head coach. You think Hackett can't be worse? <laughs> and I, I have a lot of respect for I Fangio like too. as a defensive I, yes. coordinator. Yes. A great defensive coordinator, not a head coach. It didn't seem like that was going to work out long term. You know, My- another thing is when we're evaluating these new coaching hires, we don't know how some of these guys are going to manage games. No. You know, we, I, nobody knew that Matt Nagy was going to be as bad as he was until you actually saw him in action. So oh, They loved him in the year one, though. BU, and he would hold well, the thing like up said, to his uh, face like I, this. I think the luck factor was off the charts that year for the Bears. Uh, it, yes. And again, you know, sometimes when you watch the press conferences, some of these new guys, and I always say this, like we're in media, so we're kind of used to doing this. Like if you remember Nick Sirianni's press conference last year, mm-hmm. it was awful. Like it was train wreck. You went, oh, my God, this guy didn't know what to do. He had a really good first year. So don't always judge it on the way they come out. It really matters how they interact with the 53 inside that locker. Mike McDaniel comes over. Boy, talk about a guy winning the press conferences. I like this guy a lot, right? So You do? Well, I mean – most people, social media, more or less optimistic now and there with fish in Miami. Less optimistic. Want to go less? First of all, I think Brian Flores was a really good head coach, anyway. and uh, you, you can't deny the results and uh, the way he had his team playing at the at the end of the season. And that he was working with Tua as a quarterback. I don't know if Mike McDaniel wants to move forward with Tua as a franchise quarterback. I think McDaniel is going to be one of those guys who proves to be. A good play caller, which, you know, he was under Kyle Shanahan's wing, but not a leader of men. And when you're a head coach in the NFL, you kind of have to have that Mike Tomlin attitude. And I'm not sure Mike McDaniel can install that culture in the Dolphins organization to get things turned around. When when you watch Mike McDaniel, hey, he's a smart guy, really smart guy. I'm not sure he can inspire a cat to chase a mouse. You know, we, we haven't seen that yet. He's not the type of guy who's an inspirational speaker. When you listen to Mike Tomlin talk, you're like, all right. Right. Run through a brick wall. Well, uh, McDa- I don't, I'm not sure Mike McDaniel can do that. I think he could be a very very good play caller. I'm not sure he's cut out to be a head coach. He was doing like a Fresh Prince uh, going to Miami. How about Josh McDaniels with the Raiders out here in Las Vegas? More or less optimistic? I'm going to go more optimistic here. And I think Josh McDaniels in his second go-round as a head coach is going to prove to be a lot better than he was the first time in Denver. I, I kind of like the staff he's putting together. He's got a lot of offensive talent to work with. Uh, I know he, he believes in Derek Carr, but if you look at what's around Carr, Hunter Renfro, uh, you got one of the best tight ends in the league in mm-hmm. Darren Waller. I don't know if the Raiders can make a big move to try to get Devontae Adams or not, but uh, this could be an explosive offense. And I think Josh McDaniels probably learned some valuable lessons from his failures the first time around as a head coach. And uh, I was not crazy about the management team that the Raiders had in place. I think they blew a lot of draft picks. Didn't really have a, it seemed like an intelligent plan when you're talking about Mike Mayock yeah. and John Gruden. I think this new management team with the Raiders could get things turned in the right direction. And, you know, it's not like the Raiders were a mess. No. They were a playoff team. They yeah. won 10 games. So close to being the Bengals. Got a little lucky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. They were close to being the Bengals in Cincinnati. So the, he, McDaniels has got some a talented roster, enough roster to work with here where I think uh, he could be a winner next season. Tom Petty once sang, the waiting is the hardest part. They waited for Kevin O'Connell in Minnesota to get through the whole Super Bowl and now they win the Super Bowl. Now they got their guy. More or less optimistic in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going to go less optimistic just because I have no idea if Kevin O'Connell is going to be a sharp head coach or not. I don't know. He was you know, another guy who's a, a Sean McVay. Cuts by McVay. Cut out. Um, I don't know. If, I really have no idea if O'Connell can work or not. I thought uh, the Vikings, for the most part, have been a, a pretty well-coached team under Mike Zimmer. Right? Uh, I can't say that. Without seeing O'Connell in action, I can't say for sure he's going to be an upgrade. So I'll, I'll go less optimistic. Bye bye, Herb. Hello, Doug Peterson, the world champion. Doug Peterson, Philly, more or less optimistic. I'm going to go more optimistic with uh, Peterson and Jacksonville because the franchise has just been uh, out of sorts for so long. And this guy at least knows how to run an organization. Yeah. Uh, I thought he did a pretty good job in Philly. He, he's going to be a professional head coach, unlike Urban Meyer, who's basically an amateur in that position. He was. He was. He, he was not an NFL head coach, and Peterson is going to, um, I think, uh, shape up the uh, 
Let's say clean up the mess in Jacksonville and make them look, look more like a real NFL team. And again, job and number he's one. He's got a good quarterback in Trevor Lawrence you he can go. try to work with. He's been pretty good with quarterbacks historically. All right, there are the new coaches in the NFL. I didn't really hear the music that well, but I don't think we're going to get sued. When we come back, win some, lose some. Right here, it is Follow the Money on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Some lose some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, let's go. Not really a wild night in sports. We have a few win some, lose some results to talk about here. Michigan Wolverines were six and a half, six. Six-and-a-half-point underdogs last night when we did this show. Closed five. Woo. So a little bit of money on the road dog there. And the Wolverines went to Iowa City and beat the Hawkeyes 84-79. to The money on the dog in the right spot there. Let's win some. Also in the Pac-12, Oregon State opened a 26-point dog to Beavers. Closed 23-and-a-half. And the Wildcats called off the dogs late in the <laughs> game, and uh, the Beavers got in the back door. Beavers covered 83 in the 83-69 loss in Tucson, a 14-point loss catching 23-and-a-half at close. Which is exactly what you said yesterday on this program. It and is, but also Arizona struggled a little, little bit more in the game than I, than I anticipated. Right. It was not a blowout and then the back from the cover. start. Yeah. Right. Beavers were never really in jeopardy of that. And the late push there by Arizona, but I thought it was a good handicap that they didn't have to win this game by 30. They just had to win the game. Yeah, That's essentially what you're they You're right. Did. If you're Arizona coach Tommy Lloyd, why would you leave the starters in late in the game? You no wouldn't. point. And uh, Beavers get in the back door. One in hockey last night. This is just minor, but it was a high-scoring game. Edmonton Oilers Ooh. went for minus 205 here at Circa. Closed minus 225 at most spots. Edmonton defeats Anaheim 7-3. to don't, don't see a lot of seven goal. Late field goal by Anaheim. Winners in uh, hockey. All right, let's get to lose some. <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks. Good oh. call by Aaron Renning on this on uh, last night's show. Mm-hmm. Bucks open minus six, closed minus six and a half, so a little bit of money on Milwaukee. They were upset by the Sixers, one twenty-three to one hundred, uh, and also in that game, Joel Embiid, forty-two points, fourteen rebounds. Uh, he's making a strong case for MVP. Just the freak, stay healthy. The freak dropped 32, 11 rebounds, and nine assists. So the two stars showed up last night, but uh, the Bucks upset by the Sixers, one twenty-three to one twenty. Uh, betting public looked like it was slightly on the Milwaukee side, so mm-hmm. let's lose some. Rockets Clippers total dropped from 229 to 227 and a half. Just a minor drop here, but the game flies over the total. Clippers win 142 to 111. It lands on 253. What's interesting to know here is the Clippers 18 for 35 from three-point range. And how about Luke Kennard? Whoa, Duke's fine. Hot hand Luke. <laughs> eight for nine. <laughs> Excuse me, eight for nine from three. Eight for nine. Think about that. From three-point range, 25 points for Luke Kennard of the Clippers in the 142-111 win. And then college hoops last night. Boy, this has been ugly. Ugly Ducks. What the Uh, heck is wrong with that? They lost to Cal and Arizona State now in the past week. Oregon was bet from a four-point favorite to minus five. Ducks blown out 81-57 to at Arizona State last night. Wow. Dana Altman's teams typically don't do that. Get beat up like this late in the season, but a, a 24-point loss to a sub-500 Sun Devils team in Tempe. Another good win for Bobby Hurley. He's taken out UCLA and Oregon here in the past couple weeks. Also had some uh, hijinks in the Heat oh Hornets God. game in Charlotte last night. Miami was anywhere from a three and a half to a four and a half point favorite. Miami gets to win 111, 107. In two overtimes, and uh, I believe that was two overtimes, right? Double OT. And it had a little bit of a controversy about a three-point yeah. shot in the game, but you had a bet on the game, right? I had Charlotte, and I got him at four and a half. Had it all the way. Oh, my goodness. What a sweat this turned out to be. Because it, initially, the game, by the way, and almost went over. I think it was 221, and almost got there with the second overtime. Not that I played that, but I did play Charlotte at four and a half. And early on, you think of this as easy. I also played the money line a little bit. Looked like they were going to win this. They were up 11 with about five minutes to go in regulation. Couldn't hold that. So you go to overtime. Then you're like, all right, great. Here we go. Then in OT, 
They're down four. They get it, cut it to one. Then they're down. And Montrezl Harrell gets fouled, goes to the line, down one with a second to go. Makes the first, hits the second. I'm going to win everything. Misses the second double OT. Then you're like, okay, now you're really testing your line. Go to double OT, down six. Uh-huh. And get the ball, hoist up a three, no good. P.J. Washington at the buzzer, tip in. Lose by four. So when you win some, you lose some. So I lose on the money line, but I cover miraculously uh-huh. with a tip in at the buzzer. So I guess. That's good. You get the tip in. You get you the take cash that. at plus four and a half with a four-point loser in double overtime. Some unnecessary stress. Didn't need that sweat. You had to go through there. One more to uh, mention briefly. Matt Collins sent this in via Twitter. Quote, unbelievable bad beat in the St. Mary's-San Francisco game. 20 points in the final 124 to go over the total. All right, Dave, what else do we have? Well, one other thing, too. I also lost my Washington and Brooklyn. I had the under good number, too, 216. Washington scores 39 points in the fourth quarter. Fouling late. Oh, crazy. Didn't need it. Gets the 220. I lose. You know, how many lives they say cats have? Nine or ten. Ten? You gave him an extra life? Well, there's been a new study that came out that said cats actually have ten lives, not nine. Fred Schultz, I'm telling you, he's a good follow on Twitter. I, that cat. That can't be good for you. Do they have vertebrae? You want to explain what happened there? Well, I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. This cat, people, <laughs> is taking a tumble down, um, what do you call that, the TV stand? And so the cat from the top of the TV stand, like off the top rope, like back in the day, like Superfly Snooker. And then he kind of headbutts himself on the second fall and then complete somersault onto the ground. But always, as a cat does, lands on his feet. That's Our right. Feet, his feet? I don't know. Their feet. But I, you got to chalk that up as one life gone. Oh. Right? Because the first initial flop, it's right on the noggin. Oh. Okay. Like if you and I did that, I'd be in traction for Yeah, exactly. Have you seen enough of I was cat? in an airport uh, recently, and there was a magazine in one of those uh, featured racks out front. And the magazine on the cover, it said, Inside Your Cat's Mind. How do they know? And this picture, you know, big picture of a cat's face says, What is your cat thinking? We explain it all. And I thought, okay, this has got to be like a two-page magazine, right? Because <laughs> it's not going to take long. It was actually about 50 pages. You Who know, would buy that? Who would buy that? Oh, I'm, I was going to get myself Win some, there. lose some. Presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Log in each Friday and get a 20% profit boost on the NHL. Oh. Learn more at BetRivers.com. Very quickly, the cat video we just showed, and I was asked this in my year by our crack staff, because you are very skeptical. Do you I'm, think not that, cat, I'm not a cat person. Do you think that cat video was staged? No, I don't. That was authentic. <laughs> that Cats was. are not that smart. You know, we we have, I, I would say, controversy brewing on the PGA Tour, and it's coming in the form of one lefty, Phil Mickelson, who I believe is now 51 years young, and it looks like he's getting involved in this uh, Saudi-backed SGL, which stands for the Super Golf League. Now, I've read a fascinating article, fascinating can be taken many different ways, about um, Phil and his involvement with the Saudis and potentially starting mm-hmm. this new Super Golf League. He would only, I believe, have, instead of 72-hole tournaments, it would be 54-hole tournaments. So it's just three days instead of four. Well, if you're going to start a league with guys like Phil Mickelson and Lee Westwood, you better not make it 72 holes. I'm not sure they have to, enough energy to finish. Adam Scott. Uh, by the way, it's not going to be a Super Golf League. Uh, the Saudi Golf League is going to fizzle, and I'll, I'll let you explain a little bit more about it, but this this is not going to be a super golf league. What it sounds like, again, it's a handful of players. As you mentioned, Lee Westwood, we know Adam Scott, Ian Poulter's name has been bandied oh, about as well. Time. That the, kind of the, it feels like the old folks' home here for the guys maybe on, clearly in the back nine, if not the back three of their careers on the PGA Tour, starting this new Saudi league where really the players – Instead of the league, the PGA Tour is what they're getting at, would be cashing in on most of the money. And that the players, this is what this is the way they're championing the cause. It's about the players really being empowered and getting this money instead of the leagues, i.e. the PGA Tour. Right. Now, when you're dealing with the Saudis, and I don't look, Phil Mickelson has some very interesting things to say about the people and the power brokers and exactly who they are that they would be dealing with. And he's not shying away from, hey, I know these people. Uh, have done some bad things in the past, but it's for the greater good. Are you buying that, that no. Phil Mickelson is doing the old, I know it looks like it's about money, but really it's about the players. 
no, I, th- I think he does want to change some things in the way the PGA Tour operates, but he's probably going about it the wrong way. And obviously it's about greed. It's not about the greater good. And it's this movement is not going to work. It's simply not going to work. John Rahm's one of the guys who said he's not going to leave the PGA Tour. He made a statement yesterday and said, quote, um, there's been a lot of talk and speculation on the Saudi League. It's just not something I believe is the best for me and my future in golf, and I think the best legacy I can accomplish will be with the PGA Tour. Uh, I don't do this for the money, uh, which is, to me is the only appeal to go over there. And he goes on and on, but uh, John Rahm explained why he's not going to be part of this. If you can't get the best players in the world, if you can't get Rory McIlroy, Tiger's not going to probably no. not going to do this. You can't get John Rahm, guys like that. The Saudi Golf League is uh, not going to materialize. It's not going to turn into the big-time competition for the PGA Tour that they think it might be over there. I will just say this. The PGA Tour has said if you join this league, you no longer are welcome on the PGA Tour. VEASAN is a great new offer that can only be described as madness. You get VEASAN all access to everything we do from now through the College Basketball Championship on April 4th for only $29. Sign up now. You get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming College Hoops betting guide, back bracket breakdowns, plus full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns in every single game. This deal only happens once a year, so don't miss out. VEASAN.com slash madness to sign up today. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now even the nation's capital, Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans, follow the money right here on a Friday morning on VEASAN. It is a pleasure, as always, to have Jeff Davis rejoin the program today to talk all things. We'll get some golf in a second. But, Jeff, we did want to start off with the NHL today. And behind us here in the big board at Circa, we see some odds to win the Stanley Cup. And we looked up and saw Florida at plus 700. Bet Rivers has got them at plus 750. For those that maybe are really starting to look now the football's over and kind of redirecting their focus to the NHL a little bit. What do you make of this Panthers squad? Do you think there's some value in those numbers? I think there's a little bit of value tonight for sure. But in terms of the Stanley Cup, this team, ever since the start of the season, has been unstoppable offensively. Uh, first in the league in expected goals per 60. First in the league in actual goals per 60. Uh, first in the league in high danger chances per 60, all at five on five. Uh, as we know, most of the game is played at five on five and with Sergei Bobrovsky finding some old form back from the late teens and his time with Columbus is, uh, this is a very, very dangerous team going forward. Uh, I would have them favored over every team in the league right now outside of Colorado. So I just think they're going to be a really tough out in the playoffs and fans are starting to show up there and they're again, I, I would expect them to have a real say in playing for the Stanley cup come this summer. But as far as the night goes, uh, there's still, so I, I think the number should probably be around minus a quarter in this game. Uh, wild missing Matt Dumbo, one of their key defensemen, uh, not good against this Panthers team. Like I just said, that can keep coming 
Uh, I still see some minus 20s out there, and I think there's still a bit of value left in it. Yeah, you see Florida minus 120 in Minnesota tonight at a few different spots. All right, we're at the Circus Sportsbook. Jeff, you've got the uh, Avalanche 7-2 to favorites uh, to win the Cup. Tampa Bay and Florida each at 7-1 to and Vegas at 8-1. to Tonight, the L.A. Kings are in Vegas to face the Golden Knights right here at Circa. you got minus 152 on Vegas, total of 5.5. How much of a difference do you think Jack Eichel is going to make for Vegas? He's only played one game after the trade from Buffalo. Do you think he's going to be a high-impact player or no? Definitely. Uh, elite offensive talent. I don't. I wouldn't take too much from a game against the best team in the league, and that team they played the other night is probably a better version of the team they had last season. Uh, their power ranking right now is higher than I had anyone at any point last year. Uh, but yes, Jack Eichel, uh, he's not Mark Stone in terms of defensively, so comparatively speaking, when they put Eichel in the lineup and took Stone out, it, Vegas's power rating goes down maybe a couple of tenths of a percent. But as far as Eichel goes, yeah, he's going to, I think he makes a big difference offensively and it'll be curious to see uh, when Stone becomes magically healthy again for game one of the playoffs, uh, <laughs> how they do, what they do with the line. Uh, is Stevenson going to be the odd man out or are they going to put him in a blender? Uh, maybe we see some things we haven't seen before. That's you know still to be seen. But yeah, uh, Eichel's a big get for Vegas. Vegas has been shut out in the past two games, losses to Calgary and Colorado. And in action tonight against the uh, L.A. Kings. All right, let's talk golf. Jeff Davis, assistant sportsbook manager here at Circa, underscore Junkyard on Twitter. And uh, did you get a few – I know you got a few bets because I made a small one on Joaquin Neiman. Uh, I think you closed him around 55-1 to 1 mm. here in the Genesis Invitational in L.A. He's a first-round leader at 8-under. Um, I'm not sure he can be a closer. He's got a long way to go here. But what was the action like in this tournament, Jeff? You know, I was talking to – some of the guys in the office uh, yesterday, I, without going back through the last year and a half, I think this before the event started, not including matchups or the adjusted odds, just pre-tournament odds to win. I think this is our highest handle event uh, in a non-major we've had in a year and a half or so. I've really? been uh, the handle is incredible. I think, I mean, Riviera is such a quirky and cool course and, with such a deep field, everybody was interested. And, you know, I usually take, I leave the office Wednesday afternoon and go home and just seeing all the bets coming through the, our, you know, our, our chat that kept coming Wednesday night was unreal. Uh, Neiman was on that list of guys that uh, was kept getting picked up, you know, 58, 55. Uh, yeah. We closed him somewhere in the low fifties. I think he's a small loser for us. Uh, was incredible yesterday, game three and a half shots on approach. And if he makes any putts at all, he's a guy that will be around on Sunday. But, man, it's a star-studded leaderboard. Yes. Absolutely, Jeff. And when you look at that, too, and you look at Neiman there, and now you can get him, I believe, around plus uh, 440 if you want to pick him up now with that three-shot lead. Do you think you're going to see a lot of action on him today, or do you think they're going to go, nah, it's just it's three more rounds, even though he had, uh, what, tied for the course record, I believe, there with that eight under par on a par 71. We, we're just not going to back him. We don't think he can go wire to wire. Yeah, that's the the leader after round one is generally not somebody that the public likes to back because he's the shortest price. They usually like to go down the board a bit and find somebody that, you know, maybe still live. Like one guy that I think is interesting is Justin Thomas. Uh, he, there were some 10s and 11s out there. I opened him plus 975. Uh, he hit the ball phenomenal yesterday, gaining strokes an off the tee approach and around the green uh, lost half a stroke with a putter. Uh, generally like to look at guys that hit the ball well, but maybe the putter didn't cooperate. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely. Uh, if he keeps the swing going, uh, he'll he figures to be around on the weekend. You see uh, the adjusted odds up there. Those are from bet rivers at circa mm -hmm. uh, going into round two, Joaquin Neiman, the favorite of plus four forty. Justin Thomas at a uh, plus nine seventy five. About ten to one. Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, Colin Morikawa, each at eleven to one. Cam Smith at thirteen. John Rahm at fourteen. You got Max Homa, the defending champ, at eighteen to one. Hey, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantlay. How about John Rahm? Because when I looked at the putting stats yesterday, he shot a sixty-nine. He didn't make any putts outside <laughs> five feet. That looks to me like a guy who could still make a run here. Do you think so? 
Oh, absolutely. He uh, led the field yesterday in stroke gain, strokes gained approach. He was the only player in the field to gain over four shots uh, with his irons. Uh, he lost three shots with a putter, and there were more than one occasion yesterday uh, where I kind of quietly laughed at my desk after hearing some of his uh, outbursts on the course that made it through <laughs> the microphone. Yeah, um, yeah he, I mean, if he hits it like he did yesterday, there's no reason to believe he won't be. Uh, he won't make a move today. Uh, he's so good. And he is, I feel like he doesn't win maybe as often as he should, given how good he plays every week. You never see John Rahm, you know, make the cut by a shot and like languish at the bottom of the field all weekend. He always seems to be in and around uh, contending for every title. So yeah, I don't, I don't see why he wouldn't be there again. Jeff, I love the fact that you guys have had Masters numbers up there for a long time here. When I look up today on your board and I see Scotty Scheffler, uh, right now, forty to one. After winning last week, returning this week in what five under in round one, so he's up there at the top of the leaderboard again. Are, are sharps going to start to say, or because I don't know that the public is on him yet? Do you think you're going to see some action come in on Sheffer? Because this guy looks like he might be a horse for the course. Well, they. What's interesting is I we were in the sixties uh, before the Phoenix event, uh, and we took some money on him at. I don't remember exactly what the price was, but it was more than 60 to one. Uh, and the way we deal masters odds currently holding 18% with figures to drop half a percent or a percent a week. As we get closer to the masters, you're just going to see the, our entire board be the best price around, or if not the best <laughs> price around comparable price. So at some point you're just going to look at a price and say, wow, that number just seems too big. And then you realize that's, pretty much the case for all of them. So we're just constantly writing action and moving numbers and trying not to move numbers too much, because if you make a big move, you've got to make a big move out on several other guys. So it, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a balancing act, but when you write as much as we do on this masters, uh, usually you can find your way out. Okay. But yeah, Scheffler's a guy that his game looks like it's suited to Augusta. Uh, I mean, yeah, he he's gotten to the point where he's as good as all of these guys. It was just a matter of winning, and now that he's won, uh, I, I feel like a lot more are coming for Scotty. Joaquin Neiman's that type of player too. I'm waiting for him to win a tournament. We'll see if it happens this week. Jeff, last uh, 40 seconds. I see you've got Tiger Woods at 400 to one <laughs> on your Masters board. Probably not even sure if he's going to tee it up at Augusta in April, right? Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I saw that news and. Uh, we, I went way out on him because we do, uh, we, we do action in, in, until the week of when we redo the pool. Uh, and then there must start for action. Uh, yeah, they have to start, but what ends up happening is you, you can take chances on guys because we'll go way out on guys that may not play or may not qualify. Uh, Ricky Fowler is another example. He'll be, he'll be five or 600 to one here real soon to win the masters. Jeff, appreciate the time. Follow him on Twitter as I do, underscore Junkyard. Appreciate it, Jeff. We'll catch up again soon. All right. Sounds good, guys. All right. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Get a 20% profit boost on the NHL every Friday. Must be 21 or older. Offer not valid in all areas. Check BetRivers.com for full offer details and rules. Winter Sports Explained with Dan O'Toole. Today, we got snowboarding. Yeah. That's an alley-oop McTwist backside 1080 tail grab, air to fakie, I think. Don't know much about snowboarding, but I do know that with BetRivers.com online sportsbook with live streaming and award-winning customer service, you can bet online on the sports you love. BetRivers.com. It's a whole new game. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN experts live and breathe sports betting, and we've assembled the best team here in Vegas, the gambling capital of the world. Our unique approach helps you learn how to become a better handicapper. We go beyond picks and predictions to discuss the numbers and analysis that matter to sports bettors. The action never stops, and we are always on for you with TV, radio, and digital coverage. Invest in your sports betting success. Visit vcin.com to learn more. If you didn't catch Follow the Money, here's what you missed. Cooper Cup was the MVP, which you had. You called him, you bet him. Uh, nice job. Yep. Well, uh, I guess if Donald would have made more plays in the first half or they would have waited till the game was actually over. So I just, I just no, retweeted no, no, this no, now. But... There's a, a gentleman on Twitter 
I, I don't know him, but he's covered the NFL for like 25 years, according to his Twitter bio. He said that they actually have to have the votes in before the two-minute warning, which is just, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my entire life. Because Donald was so big on the final drive, um, you know, stopping the, the Bengals runner. Was it P. Ryan or Mixon? I, I was confused. I was in the middle of eight million things at the time. On the third and one? Third and one. That was P. Ryan. That was P. Ryan. Stopped him and then basically got another sack on the final play of the game. Yeah. They dominated the Bengals and they could do nothing after they hit uh, Higgins on the first play of the second half. Follow the money weekdays at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific on VEASAN, the sports betting network. This is VEASAN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN experts live and breathe sports betting, and we've assembled the best team here in Vegas, the gambling capital of the world. Our unique approach helps you learn how to become a better handicapper. We go beyond picks and predictions to discuss the numbers and analysis that matter to sports bettors. The action never stops, and we are always on for you with TV, radio, and digital coverage. Invest in your sports betting success. Visit vcin.com to learn more. Before you place your next bet, visit vcin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our live odds, team comparisons, and previews for every game on the schedule. Then dive deeper with live tracking of betting trends and line movements. And don't miss our unique tools, including odds comparisons from sportsbooks across the country, prop bet search engine, and custom parlay calculator. Everything you need to increase your betting knowledge and confidence is at your fingertips. Visit VEASAN.com today. Whether you're betting totals, against the spread, props, or futures, the only place to start your NBA betting action is with the VEASAN basketball experts. Get the current lines for every game, plus betting splits, estimated scores, and power ratings. Our NBA experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide you with in-depth analysis on every team, game, and impact player to give you a betting edge. Visit vsun.com slash NBA and put our hoops betting experts to work for you all season long. Before you place your next bet on the NHL, check with the VEASAN hockey experts. We are tracking all of the action, including scoring trends, as well as the teams and players that are making an impact to give you a betting edge. Get live odds for every game, the current betting splits, matchup data, estimated game scores, plus in-depth insights and analysis from our hockey betting expert, Andy McNeil. Visit VEASAN.com slash NHL now to increase your hockey betting IQ. That's VEASAN.com slash NHL. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Follow the money. With Mitch. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare 